from there, the last time actually we went and met a very well-known investment bank, uh, and they are they, they were quite very large. Uh, and there, uh, we were talking to the procurement guy to sell EMS, expense management system. And this gentleman listened to us for the whole time, didn't speak much. In the end, he said, "Your app is perfect for me. Can you just rename where you say bill to invoice?" And he said, "No employee calls it invoice, sir. Why would you want it?" He said, "No, I want to give this to my vendors. I have 600 employees, but I have 600 vendors, right?" And the same approval process, same hierarchy, same project code, cost code, GL entries that you do in the ERP, etc. I want it to happen automatically whenever my vendor submits a bill. Hi, welcome to the Daily Tech Conversation, where we bring you insights from tech entrepreneurs, CXOs, and investors from around the world whose work has a bearing on India. I'm Hari Arakli, and in this episode, Avinash Godkindi. CEO and MD at Zagel, a fintech software as a service company, talks about why expense management solutions will see strong demand in India soon. He also talks about how, over the last ten years, keeping Zagel focused on enterprise customers has paid off. The company has grown from offering employee benefits all the way to vendor management, with customers including some of the biggest Indian and foreign names operating in India. Welcome to this podcast, Avinash. Thank you so much for making time for this. Pleasure, pleasure, Hari. Thank you so much for having me. It's it's uh, it's a it's a pleasure to be here. I guess the the whole fintech scene in India is right now. There's so much happening every every single day, and so looking forward to this conversation. And maybe you could uh, start at that point itself. I mean, you've been in this industry for a long time, uh, and even with this company, I think pretty much from the inception at Zagel. So maybe you can give us a snapshot of. The most interesting things that you see today in fintech in India, and we'll go from there. See, I think fintech in India, and having uh, walked around the world, uh, Hari, I can say very proudly that, uh, and very humbly as well, right? We Indians can be very proud to be genuinely the number one country in the fintech space. Okay. Uh, thanks to NPCI, thanks to all the innovations that you know. Um, fintechs are doing thanks to a lot of the innovations that have been pushed by RBI in terms of you know consumer protection security you can i learned it very early in my uh, career uh, when i started my first job was with city I, i completed my engineering in bangalore and first job was with city in uh, tech side uh, and the first lesson that i was taught was you can have a fully secure system but it will be completely unusable right so if you want a system which has a balance right which has and will always want the balance to be 51 49 in favor of security right i think india has managed to achieve that because trust is too important in the in the fintech or the finance world right the the operating world is people should be able to trust your platform um and for that if you are a little uh, um, um leaning towards security you're better off so i see a lot of trends now cbdc has come in i think it's brilliant a lot of use cases the sheer amount of innovation that's going to spawn through cbdcs uh, beginning with remittances uh, both domestic and international domestic remittances are solved for in a, in a big way in india but international remittances continue to be a challenge uh, and the fact that you know the the receiver uh, and the sender doesn't need to have a bank account see a lot of us uh, in in india don't realize that in the bharat 
there are a lot of people who don't have operating bank accounts. They may have a bank account, but they don't know, you know, what's the uh, the. So that's taking it from the UPI level, which is today we have got to less cash to trying to nudge us towards cashless, right? Uh, so that's the that's the biggest thing that I would say that has uh, come in uh, in in the system in India today. Hmm. And, and in parallel, um, Zaggle's been there for now, I think, more than 10 years. Uh, yes, yes. Can you give us a, a quick overview of uh, you know, some of the big uh, changes, pivots, developments in the company, and also maybe from there we can get into what you all are doing today? Sure. So, so uh, Hari, today we are a, a B2B2C SaaS fintech company digitizing spends to drive growth and unlock value through automated workflows, right? So what does that essentially mean? We work with companies to offer for their employees and now for their vendors, uh, platforms around vendor management, platforms around expense management, employee benefits, employee rewards. We do channel incentives for dealers, distributors, agents. So basically, if you look at it uh, from a company's perspective, what are the kind of spends that they have, right? They have employee spends, they have spends that they do for their sales and marketing with their channel. So that's dealers, distributors, et cetera. And then they have vendor payments, right? And then there's budgeted CapEx, which we don't touch today. So budgeted CapEx is basically your plant, manufacturing equipment. So these are decisions which are uh, large decisions taken by the boards of companies. Uh, they're not very frequent. There's not a lot of data there in terms of, you know, decisioning. It's it's a lot of a boardroom discussions, right? So. Uh, we come in in areas where there's a lot of interaction between different individuals uh, within the company or, you know, external stakeholders. Uh, there's a lot of data that's flowing to make decisions. This is repetitive, right? And anything that's repetitive, there's a lot of interaction, a lot of communication, which culminates into a spend. We come in there, right? So the, you look at the employee piece, you look at the channel piece, you look at the uh, uh, vendor payment piece. So we call it Spend Management 360, right? So we are covering all these three facets. We marry our software platform with the payment instruments that we offer. So we are one of the largest issuers of prepaid cards in India. We And when I say a card, I'm talking of a, you know, multiple form factors, right? So we just launched a key fob. So it's called Zaki. So you can use a Zaki anywhere. It's just a tap. Um, and... Uh, we, we also, uh, you know, have virtual cards. We have physical cards. Uh, we have launched our credit cards now uh, in partnership with uh, a whole host of banks. So payment instruments, we are agnostic about the nature of the instrument, but uh, we look at uh, giving choice to the consumer, right? We are here today. We started off uh, 11 years ago largely as a, as a prepaid company. Uh, so started off with rewards and recognition for Corporates moved from rewards to recognition. Recognition, people said benefits. Benefits became reimbursements. Reimbursements became expense management. Expense management has become now vendor management. So that's the gen. Okay. Masterclass in pivots. <laughs> Could be an entirely <laughs> separate conversation. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I mean, nice uh, quick snapshot of what you're doing today for uh, your customers. Uh, maybe we can delve into that a little bit more and talk about what are the big frustrations that you're solving for them, which makes your solutions very relevant for them today. Sure, Hari, happy to, would love to see. If you look at companies today, right, including a, a, a small uh, SME and a large enterprise, right, 
uh, and we don't go into the micro segment, right? So we are not dealing with the the very smallest of small uh, uh, um, entities yet, right? Uh, so any of these entities typically have uh, an ERP like a tally or a SAP Conquer or a, a SAP or a, a Oracle, right? So they have an ERP and they have some HR system, uh, some record where they keep the information of their employees. Beyond that, everything is email and Excel, okay? So think of it today um, in Forbes, right? There, there are so many expenses that you will be incurring. Uh, you'll be traveling around, you'll be traveling I'm guessing you're based out of Bangalore or Hyderabad. You'll be traveling around uh, these cities. Uh, there'll be a lot of, uh, you know, uh, bills that you're accumulating. How do you submit those bills today, right? You're most likely, this is my uh, hunch, right? You'll be collating those bills that we have formed, that you'll be uh, filling up. You'll be possibly uh, stapling those bills to that form and submitting it to somebody in, in an account. Somebody authorizes it, then somebody goes to so amount of, and then there's, if there's some print bill that's not visible, then they'll come back and tell you, hurry, uh, please resubmit it, right? And and uh, that's, those are things which, you know, we completely come and digitize and automate, right? Similarly, today, if there's a vendor payment, Forbes, I'm sure, has a lot of vendors. When you pay for those vendors, a lot of those payments may be done on account. A lot of those payments may be done, you know, basis, uh, you know, a lot of information that the person who's managing that particular relationship has. Right? For example, let's say there's an event where Forbes has participated and you're getting that event uh, uh, venue ready, right? So the person who's readying that venue will say, Hari sir, please give me advance. You know, I'm, I'm readying this venue for you. This is in uh, uh, Leela Palace in Bangalore. There's a Forbes marquee event. But I need some money, sir, because, you know, I have to invest in the stage, the flowers, the decor, etc. Right. So today, all that information goes through, you know, WhatsApp, through email, through Excel. We come in and digitize that information, right? Uh, and we make it very easy. Our platform, for example, Zoyer on the vendor payment side is vernacular. So we cover uh, English, but not only English, but Hindi, Telugu, Tamil, Kannada, uh, and we're going to add more languages to that, right? So we cover six languages today, and we're going to add more languages to make it really uh, friendly for both India and Bharat. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking at the end user level, there might be something like a mobile app where people can use to. Yes, yes, absolutely. There's a mobile app. The mobile app is multilingual. Then the corporate has a dashboard. The dashboard gives you a full view of all your spends, whether it's on the employee side, whether it's on the channel side, whether it's on the vendor side. So you have all the cuts, the you know the pie charts, the color charts, etc. Uh, so that you don't need to necessarily relook at your SAP or your ERP every time somebody has to download Excel's, make these reports and submit to you. There's a time lag between that information and what is coming to you, right? A business person almost always doesn't have access to the tally or the SAP, right? That's that that's the case, and the decisions about whom to pay, how much to pay, when to pay, where to pay, are invariably taken by business, not accounts. Accounts just executes it in today's day and day, right? So that's the that's the problem that we are solving. The, the platform or the system, the technology system is sitting with one set of people in accounts who can execute it. And then there is a person who's making these decisions. So 
how does he understand what's happening how does he communicate to the people who are going to make that decision it's all through email and excel we are saying why should this person not be on a platform where the business person is also able to see these these uh, things right how much is being spent where is it being spent and communicate to the accounts folks through a platform right uh, and potentially through a corporate credit card just make the payment themselves and through apis the gl gets updated right mm. so that's what we are offering mm. so i'm thinking you all are now way past the so called product market fit etc and now it's a much more mature product and probably you are headed towards something like a platform give us a sense of that so hari yeah i think uh, uh, yes and no we uh, i honestly believe uh, the moment the company starts to believe that you know we are way past product market fit uh, it's it's the it's it's a, it's not a good stage to be in right so staying grounded staying humble staying uh, aware that you know there are others who are going to innovate faster than you unless you are really on your toes uh, so for example we launched zoya which is our accounts payable platform very recently right so there we are still seeking uh, validation more validation more product market fit every conversation that we have with anybody on the customer side whether it's a very senior person or a or a junior person we learn right and we try to bring that back to our platform uh, as as a learning uh, because uh, there's no point or no benefit in building something which uh, the market doesn't need uh, right today there's so many choices uh, both at a company level and an individual level right people if it doesn't really make sense to them uh will just walk away and the way the people walk away today is you know they just stop paying attention to you the new currency is attention right they stop interacting with you they may not be rude to you the people are you know many people are nice in india right we are nice over by and large we are nice people all said and done so people will not tell you on your face that hey what you are offering is just not making sense to me right they'll simply get back to you right mm-hmm. stay in touch good good no mm-hmm. very good and then but it doesn't serve my purpose or and i'm not bringing value to my customer right so our, our focus is to bring value to our customers and uh, so we are in in the journey for our newer products for our older products like our rewards and recognition platforms for uh, i would say to some extent our benefits platform those are mature solutions where we have found product market fit now it is a question of you know uh, taking it from 10 to 100 and beyond right mm mm, mm. i want to ask about the entrepreneurial aspects of uh, going from you know one idea to the next i mean from uh, rewards to vendor management yes vendor yes 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 uh, but before that uh, give us a sort of quick overview of uh, the company today I mean, in terms of you know the scale of your operations your team uh, if you want to give us a rough sense of where your revenues are at today um, any well known customers you can talk about uh, any anything else that you can yeah 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 Yeah, so happy to share. Hari, uh, uh, today we are a little over three hundred people as of today, uh, right? Uh, and uh, last year our uh, revenues were about three seventy two crores. Uh, our uh, EBITDA was about sixty crores, uh, a little over sixty crores, I think, a little less there or thereabouts. And uh, our PAT was about forty one, forty two crores. Uh, so that was uh, our last year's numbers, and this year we'll do better. Is uh, our uh, our estimation or guidance um uh, so we have we are fairly scaled up the last 3 years have been profitable uh, which is a rarity in the fintech space so we are a little old school a little boring in some ways you could say uh, 
because we believe in unit economics we bring it, believe in uh, bringing value uh, to the to the uh, corporate we believe in a lot of long term relationships um, you know we have had customers who are like 9 10 years so infosys for example is a customer for i think more than 9 years persistent system for 8 years microsoft for 8 years we have a whole host of tata group companies tata steel tata metallica tata agrico tata blue scope uh, tata motors tata play um we have uh, tata trend um tata power so i can go on a lot of tata group companies uh and uh, companies across you know various sectors uh, various sizes so mm. that's that's where we are mm. so the thing that immediately jumped up, jumped up in my mind was that a uh, lot of these relationships are uh, very solid uh, traditional established companies which you know have the wherewithal to kind of weather the current economic slowdown as well and you're not dependent on uh, or at least less lot less dependent on startups which now have to tighten their belts and so on so yeah that's an interesting uh, point i guess i guess about your company i mean these established relationships are now going to be really keeping you in good stead yeah and I'll, i'll i'll tell you the background for that if you have a minute hari you know yeah, when we yeah. started off in 2011 um we by choice uh, and by 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 de- by design and by default is how i would explain it right uh, ended up targeting enterprises and i'll tell you why in 2011 12 uh, smes dealt with uh with a lot of cash right and very early we realized that you know we are you know partnering with banks we are part of a, a quasi regulated industry although we are not directly regulated by rbi but indirectly we get regulated right uh and the moment you are uh taking cash from a customer uh you know you have a whole host of additional compliances to adhere to a whole host of questions to answer uh it's very messy right and it it's very uh, expensive to be compliant it's also likely that uh, you will uh, you will slip up somewhere and that's going to come and uh, uh, you know bite you so we took a very conscious call a very tough call to say we won't touch cash so no cash deposits in any of our accounts right nothing no going to touch cash at all uh, and that essentially meant that we were forced to go uh, behind uh, enterprises uh, large uh, you know uh, indian conglomerates uh mncs and the mid market right we couldn't necessarily go after the the sme segment uh, and that's how our business and our use cases and our uh, platform capability got built a very tough way uh, because uh, you know uh, corporates can be very demanding uh, and uh, and rightly so because if your solution doesn't match up the best why should they they, they pay for you right uh, and uh, but that 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 you know slow bamboo story of building uh, has uh, actually benefited us in the long run mm-hmm. so that's the genesis of uh, so we do have a lot of startups we work with myglam group a whole host of unicorns and sunicorns but uh, you know the day constitute a much smaller portion of our uh, revenue uh, than than these traditional uh, biggies mm-hmm. So overall, roughly how many enterprise customers and how many end users does your technology touch today on a daily basis? So overall, uh, we work with about two thousand businesses, uh, and we touch about two million uh, users. So you have overseas customers as well, is it? We started off very uh, um, 
in a calibrated manner, uh, Ari. So we just uh, uh, upgrade, for example, as a customer. Upgrade is now using our platform. They want to use it for a lot of, uh, you know, their their overseas uh, uh, rewarding as well. Right? So the rewards that they give to a variety of stakeholders. Uh, so there are a use, set of use cases that are coming up uh, globally. But if you look at it, our revenues today, um, uh, more than 99% are from India itself. Uh, and in the coming years, we hope to take our platform uh, abroad and, uh, you know, uh, wave the Indian flag outside as well. Mm. You, you all have raised some funding along the way, right? I mean, some very well-known investors backing you. We see we have a couple of uh, institutional investors. We have raised also some equity. We have raised uh, 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 significant debt in the recent uh, uh, past, uh, and we'll we'll make some announcements around that as well. Uh, and uh, you know, we are looking to uh, other avenues of uh, uh, raising capital uh, in the coming coming quarters. Hmm. Okay. So, uh, what might be the big sort of imperatives? I mean, uh, as you get to your next phase of growth, uh, you know, for raising more money, would you be looking at some uh, targeted acquisitions? What what kind of uh, you know applications for that that money? Yes, uh, Hari, it's a, it's a combination of uh, many things. Uh, what I'm I'm telling you, what we are thinking and considering. Right? Uh, a lot of these plans obviously will take shape as we go along. Uh, but what we are currently thinking or looking at is one uh, to make more investments in our uh, you know software platform like Zoyer. Uh, software is very expensive. Uh, tech folks are uh, really expensive, uh, and uh, our credit card business. Right. So we we uh, started a full fledged division of uh, for corporate credit cards, purchase cards, uh, which very deeply couple with the software platform. So this. Has been our long-standing strategy with uh, prepaid cards. Has always worked well for us. That you know you marry a payment instrument with the software, uh, and when you do that, you give a full-stack solution right? because nobody wants to have multiple apps, multiple cards, right? If you are giving me a card and an app, I'll just give you a simple example, right? Today, how uh, 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 and I'll not take name of competition, but you know that's how the solutions work. Uh, today, you look at an expense management solution and there's a global player and there's a global player who's giving you the card. Everybody has their corporate credit cards. Everybody has their, you know, uh, large MNCs have their uh, uh, their expense management platform. Uh, very, very expensive, first of all. And then, you know, the, the, there are two apps, one for the card, one for the, the, uh, the expense management, right? Why should you have two apps, uh, you know? It should be a completely integrated experience. There should be no need for you to have two apps. Uh, but yet, there are two apps. So what we do is we give, we think from the end user and the employee and the corporate uh, Spock's perspective, uh, you know, single point of contact Spock, basically, right? So anybody who is managing the dashboard, what is she wanting? You know, they, their ask is very simple. Ask just as you and I want in our life. Right? You just make it simple, easy, intuitive. Don't have too many TNCs. Don't have any... Uh, you know, catches, uh, you know, make it uh, seamless and I shouldn't have to think too much about it, right? Uh, it should, I should be able to trust it. I should not have to think too much about it. It should be intuitive so that I can focus on my life, my personal life, my professional life and not have to think about, you know, how do I use your platform, right? Uh, I don't need anything fancy. I don't need any, you know, uh, super duper 
uh, glamorous stuff, right? Uh, there are enough and more B2C companies who do the glamorous stuff. Uh, what we offer to the user is peace of mind, right? Ease, trust, convenience. Uh, and, and that is where, uh, you know, we will need to invest in the tech. We'll need to invest in the credit card, the platform. We'll also need to invest in some acquisitions. Acquisitions that we will look at will all be a bit accurate. Uh, right, but it could be to expand geographically. It could be to expand. It could be acquihires. It could be to expand our, uh, you know, uh, product capabilities. Uh, so a whole host of these pieces. Mm. One point I'm curious about is that uh, so far, I mean, even after many fintech startups have come up and have tried this, overall the sense is that in India you have maybe 30, 35 million unique credit card holders. So okay. I'm wondering why you think it's an opportunity for you and what your approach is. I mean, you just talked about simplifying everything, but beyond that, why do you think it's an area where you see an opportunity? So, Hari, if you look at uh, uh, credit cards, right, um, two two key reasons. Um, one, credit card penetration is very poor in India. India is a credit-starved society, uh, right? Uh, anytime you see, uh, even if you and I are going to apply for a uh, loan, right, the amount of paperwork that we have to go through, the amount of questions, and everybody uh, today promises that, you know, you'll get loan in 60 seconds. It happens seamlessly. That is for a very small sliver of people, right, uh, whose civil is maybe more than whatever, 800, 850, and, you know, have all the checks and, uh, you know, uh, ticking all the boxes, uh, you know. Um, so uh, uh, what is that, uh, uh, you know, percentage of population? That's maybe... Less than one percent, uh, less than maybe 0.1 percent. To the rest of us, see the one thing which we need to understand is when somebody is taking a loan, uh, especially in a society like India, we are shy about it. I don't want every every Tom, Dick, and Harry in my street or my community or my office to know that I'm borrowing, right? Mm. Uh, especially unsecured loans. Uh, if I'm buying a house, yeah, now no, but there is no stigma attached to uh, a loan in a house. So people say, yeah, good, you are making a nice investment, right? And you're going to save on your taxes also. Uh, you're buying a car, maybe, yeah, sure, you know. Uh, uh, but if you're buying two, three cars on loan, then people are suddenly going to say, why do you need so many cars, right? Uh, and especially if you are taking an unsecured loan, for whatever reason, right? People don't necessarily have that view even today in India that, uh, okay, that's none of my business. Generally, people view it as a little bit of a negative saying, why are they, you know, we should live within our means. And it's a good culture. It's, 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 it's very good that, we, you know, I, I truly treasure my middle class values that, you know, we've been raised on. So that keeps us grounded and humble. But the flip side of it is when we want to borrow for whatever reason, we don't want to divulge about it. Today, the way the process works in India with banks is um, they want you to do, uh, you know, way too much of paperwork. They want to, uh, to it to become fairly public. If the ticket size of the loan for an SME is larger, then they will ask you for references, right? They'll reach out to those references. Uh, so everybody basically has to divulge that, look, I'm taking a loan. Uh, and this is for in unsecured loans, I'm saying, right? Uh, and what we are trying to simplify is how can I bring uh, access to credit in a seamless manner uh, and so and in a manner which is, uh, you know, much more uh, uh, 
valuable to the end user. I'll explain to you what I mean by valuable, right? Uh, today, if you look at uh, uh, employee of a company, right? Uh, if I want to borrow, what are my choices, right? And let's not take a Bangalore-based IT uh, employee who has a lot of choices. Let's take somebody who's you know close to my hometown, say Hubali, right? You're working there already. It's not looked at as a great, uh, you know, uh, it's not a metro city, right? And then, you know, you're trying to uh, borrow. You're not working for a Microsoft or a Google. You're possibly working for a local, uh, you know, chartered accountant or something like that. Incredibly difficult. You need to go to NBFCs. You need to go to a variety of uh, stakeholders, right? So we are trying to say, hey, why should it be so... Um, awkward and difficult. In the US, when I, I studied, even though I didn't have a SSN because I had not worked in the US uh, until then, I would worked in Europe, uh, they used to send uh, credit cards in mail, uh, literally, saying you're pre-qualified, uh, you're a Chicago booth, University of Chicago student, so you're pre-qualified, and you just need to consent to get a credit card. Now, that's the other extreme, right? Uh, I don't think uh, as a society we would want to go to that extreme that, you know, access to credit is that easy. Uh, but how do you make it much simpler? The other piece that I want to quickly touch upon is the penetration of corporate credit cards and purchase cards. Basically, credit cards used for making spends for the companies themselves is abysmally low. And it's very paradoxical. The reason for that, uh, I'll explain to you. I'll give you the paradox, right? We, in the one hand, think that an Indian CFO or a, or a promoter is always looking to delay his or her payments, right? Is always trying to hold on to cash. Yet, when a credit card offers to them 51 days, up to 51 days of free credit, how many of them actually use that to make their vendor payments, make their, you know, Google, Facebook subscription, Zoom subscription payments? Very, very, very few. Why is that? Because the, the credit card today works independently to software. So if you have a credit card, you really have very limited visibility of who's spending it, how much of those, think of a corporate credit card, right? You have 100 employees, you give it to 10 employees. The, the Whosoever is in charge of finance, let's say there are two co-founders in a startup. One co-founder is responsible for the finances, the other is responsible for uh, product tech and uh, you know marketing. This person is responsible for HR, finance, and compliances, etc. Right? This guy will be worried that, you know, even if I have to give it to 10 people, what if one of them misuses it? Right? I will be held accountable by the board and the investors and my co-founder. Right? So, they just avoid taking it. When you marry it to a software, when you give this person the alerts, the WhatsApp alerts, the ability to be able to make checks, balances, limits, spend category limits, etc., all of a sudden, that becomes a very different ballgame and people say, yeah, sure, let's let's go for it. So that's what we are bringing to the table. Mm. Okay. So in the context of these various things that you all want to do, I mean, over the next 12 months or so, what are your top priorities? I mean, you've spoken about some of them through the course of this conversation. We want to sort of bullet point them into your top most priorities. What might they be over the next three, four, five quarters? So for us, uh, the, the biggest priority would be to uh, ramp up our uh, Zoyer and expense management platform married with our corporate credit cards and purchase cards. So this is what we want in the next 12 months really take to market and uh, uh, scale it up. Uh, because this uh, is basically going back and selling to my existing corporate uh, customers, my existing base. 
and also to new customers. But we understand that segment very well. We understand how to sell to a corporate uh, fairly well over the 10 years. So, uh, and we believe we have a value proposition, which is very, very powerful today, right? Marrying the a corporate credit card and the, uh, uh, you know, the software. So that's, that's uh, key priority. Of course, growing existing uh, uh, mature businesses is uh, something which is, uh, you know, our cash cow and which is something that we'll not uh, defocus from at all. But uh, this would be our top priority. Okay. I'll, now let me circle back to this point about uh, the entrepreneurial experience where you went from uh, one idea to the next until you are where you are today. Uh, so along the way, how did you all figure out what is the most important thing to focus on? For example, you know, people talk about how less might be more in the sense that, you, you know, you focus on one product, go really deep into it and make it a really useful thing for someone. So how did you all figure out what is what it means for you all to focus, you know, as a, as a business, you know, combining tech and finance? So, so Hari, our view was actually uh, very more, much more, uh, you know, rustic is how I would call it, right? Very much more grounded. Uh, we started off engaging with our customers, right? Um, corporate customers, enterprise customers. We started off understanding what their needs are. So initially, the needs were coming out for employee rewards, right? Um, and we said, great, let's do this. This is something that's doable. We solved for it. Uh, we had a platform we have a, which we continue to have, which we call Propel. Points to these employees; those points are redeemed. We made it a lot more sophisticated today, but initially it was a it was a very simple platform where you could go redeem your points. The company would give you points, and you'd get vouchers of various brands, etc. Uh, and then they said, "Can you do it onto a, a network card?" So we partnered with Visa and a bank, and we started to issue that. And then folks said, "Hey, this is great, but you know, I get my meal allowance in coupons." Now I get paper coupons that work somewhere, doesn't work somewhere. I'm made to stand in the queue. I have to pay extra, no discounts in the store. The corporate uh, spot came back and said, uh, Bangalore-based company, I was shocked. And uh, this person said, look, eight years I've been doing this. I get sleepless nights. And he showed me his locker, right? He had a full-fledged locker. And he said, at any given point of time, I have five to seven crores worth of vouchers sitting here, which I need to disperse. And by the time this month's dispersal gets over, next month's slot comes in. Okay. I'm losing my health. I'm, I'm having BP issues. And I'm telling my company that please take this headache from my uh, my responsibility area. But they say you do it so well. You've been doing it for all these years. We don't trust anybody else. So you please continue to do this. Right. Uh, but this is this is something which is such a burden. Keeping so much of money in my locker is uh, really, really uh, uh, stress for me, uh, you know, because initially I started to say, look, the company trusts you so much, you must be very proud. The person said, he just opened up, right? He opened up and said, what are you saying? You know, this is such a burden. And, uh, yeah, you know, if somebody could have given these sort of cards like you're giving, right? Uh, and I give it once and then, you know, you guys can reload it is what you're telling me, right? Uh, and uh, I don't need to keep any cash. And this card also is safe because, you know, it can't be misused. Uh, even if it gets lost, it can be blocked, etc. Uh, so then we moved to offering uh, meal benefit. And then we realized, hey, along with meal, there is fuel, there is mobile, there's broadband. 
uh, they used to be then uh, i think medical as well uh, and now whole host of these books and periodicals uniform allowance driver allowance all these categories we can put it onto a single card so we put it onto a single card made multiple wallets right so each wallet internally is like a separate card so think of a add on card right so just like you have a you know one parent card number and then you have multiple add on cards so same way it's one parent card number and then there are multiple wallets each wallet but the plastic is the same right or the instrument is the same so depending on the place where you spend and a lot of these factors the system automatically decides which wallet to debit so that's the tech part of it the the engine part of it the root engine part of it and uh, so we have 99 wallets today um, and you can configure it the way you want as a corporate from there people said can you give me a reimbursement wallet right i'm getting my reimbursements today in my savings account my biggest problem is the it guy is saying this is a shadow salary uh, so scrutiny has come up after 3 years 4 years and they they pick up this point also uh, i i really have you know some uh, expenses where i may have uh, you know uh, a claim for 83000 rupees the approval is for 66000 rupees right so 66000 rupees credit comes in i don't know what was it for right and it's coming into my savings account salary account so it is too confusing can you give me a separate wallet to which this comes in plus a lot of companies you know the salary processing happens once a month so the reimbursement also happens once a month if there is a separate credit, uh, uh, you know card and we have a dashboard through which the corporate can do the credits etc if you have a separate uh, card uh, as an accounts person salary processing happens once a month but this kind of processing expense processing reimbursement processing i can do every week you know for my employees uh, so they get the, their money faster and then from there they they came back and said hey uh, you know can you include a lot of the hierarchies that you do on the reward side for approvals same hierarchy can you give on the reimbursement so that then you know the expenses approval can happen can you link it to cost code project code etc right uh, and that way then we said oh there's an expense management platform opportunity here and then from there the last time actually we went and met a very well known investment bank uh, and they are they were quite very large uh and there uh, we were talking to the procurement guy to sell ems expense management system and this gentleman listened to us for the whole time didn't speak much in the end he said your app is perfect for me can you just rename where you say bill to invoice and he said no employee calls it invoice sir why would you want it he said no i want to give this to my vendors i have 600 employees but i have 600 vendors right and the same approval process same hierarchy same project code cost code gl entries that you do in the erp etc i want it to happen automatically whenever my vendor submits a bill so somebody internally will approve it once approval happens payment will happen then gl will get uploaded so it's perfect for me just rename this invoice uh, bill to invoice we said please hold on we are coming up with zoyer and we you know offer it to you. so that's that's how we have seen uh, our products evolve so we have not abandoned any of our original solutions so it's not a pivot in the traditional sense we've just added to the value with the same simple thought that you know one single app one single dashboard one single card that's all i want to give to the employee and the corporate the dashboard for the corporate the employee gets the card and the app and more and more use cases to come on board there uh, so that's you know the full journey and the philosophy was to keep it to one card one app and not necessarily worry whether you know the vc says that you should go deep and get traction or not 
I'm more governed by what my customer says than you know what the traditional VC thinking is. Very nice, fantastic. Uh, anything you want to highlight uh, within the context of this small conversation that I did not ask you about or didn't know about? So I think spend management as a category is uh, you know poised for uh, explosive growth in India um, and and uh, worldwide it's already happening. You have players like Rex, Ram, Leo. Uh, Spendesk, Spendmo, a whole host of these uh, folks who are all multi-billion dollar valuation companies. Uh, in India, spend management is a category which is relatively nascent, Zagat is the market leader in our view, uh, but we are seeing some reach shoots. Uh, I would want your audience to watch out for this space because in the next three to five years, this space will pop up a lot uh, in India, I would say three years. And uh, uh, you know this is going to be a, a very big, uh, big space that will emerge uh, within fintech, SaaS fintech. Okay, excellent, Avinash. Thanks so much again for making time for this. Definitely hope to keep the conversation going. Lovely. Thank you so much, Ari. Look forward. Stay in touch. Thank you so much for this opportunity. That's it for this conversation. You can find all our podcasts at ForbesIndia.com and on your favorite podcast apps. I'm Hari Arakali. Thank you for listening.